Welcome, everybody, to Navigating Change, the podcast from Tybal Inc. I'm Pete Wright, and that there is... Howard Tybal. That's the stuff right there. Howard... I, I'm just loving the frequency that we're doing these, Pete. I'm just getting to know you so much better. I know. It's uh, Eventually, we're going to have to stop. We'll just run out of things to talk about. Like an That's old married couple. We'll just you be... will never have things to stop talking. You will always... <laughs> I am, I am, uh, I am standing behind you, going where you want to go. So, where do we want to go today? Well, Pete? let me tell you. You have a. This is we're we're kicking off the Tybal Road Show once again, and uh, this time you're getting ready for the very big show, the really big show, the Nakubo Annual Meeting, uh, coming up in July in Seattle. And to kick it off, we've got a couple of topics we're, we're going to talk about over the next uh, couple of weeks. First. You are, are going to be uh, joining the, the catalog for the New Business Officers event. This is a, a, a registration-only event for individuals who are either new to the role of Chief Business Officer, CFO to the institution, yep. uh, or they are old hat at being a Chief Business Officer, CFO. They're just new to higher education. Correct. So, we and, have this. And they could be there, you know, they, and this is up to three years. So, I mean, the truth is, you're, three years, you're still getting your sea legs. Yeah. So, so what's wonderful about this, it's, it's going to be, and, and it's, I believe it's sold out. Um, there's going to be, a, a, I, I think, in a tremendous amount of energy, because I can tell you that. And again, my topic, just to sort of jump on, I was jumping right on your line You did. There. You jumped on. I just let you go. I'm I just sorry. smile I'm and still, nod, smile I, and yeah, nod. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so uh, my topic is change management. And, you know, this is something that has been uh, a core principle and set of uh, services work we do around all the different kinds of work we do in higher ed as it relates to the changing business model, organizational alignment, and so on. And change management is one of those disciplines, I think more now than ever, that people are beginning to understand that there is real value. And what's, what, what I said recently when I spoke is one of the reasons why in the last three years that when I mention change management and people don't turn their head sideways is because we've had more failures. We've had more failures at producing change, whether it's technology change and getting buy-in, whether it's having a new strategy, whether it's involving faculty in a change, and sort of assuming that if we just tell them, they will just come and they will say, okay, and we don't need to find a way to include them. And I think the failures has caused people to step back and say, maybe we need to look more carefully and more critically at what is the discipline of change management. So we're going to take that apart at the conference in the hour and a half I have, because there'll be some other great presentations given that day. And at that point, you know, we're going to get into some of the meat. And what's wonderful is my guess is I'm going to have a very receptive group of people, right? You're real, you're new to higher ed. You want to find a way to hit the ground running, uh, to to get buy-in from people around you. At the heart of this conversation, it's around getting the kind of positive buy-in, in some cases, to make tough decisions. Well, I, I think that's such a, a great way to kick off. It's this whole idea that there is a unique set of of new skills that come with this role that even if you're if you are an experienced CFO chief business officer there is a unique set of new skills that you must learn and adapt uh, in order to take this on so you know where do you go from there when you have this hour and a half how give us a give us a little bit of teaser what are the sorts of um, uh, high level issues you're going to be uh, addressing and uh, I, I think if you could 
uh, just frame it in the in the the one cool thing that you really need people to be thinking about as they go into your session. Walking into this session, and I say even walking into Kubo, one of the things I'm discovering uh, that that I think makes a difference is to step back from the question about what is your role, who are you in. Or, or what is the contribution you're really trying to make? So let me tell you what I mean. There is a change going on in higher ed where to really be an effective leader, it means you need to be a chief influence officer as opposed to the chief financial officer, right? We, you have a title. You got the job out of your credentials, in my experience, it's none of that that's going to produce the change. Your financial background, your ability to understand numbers is basically a given. And anybody hired into a chief financial officer or chief business officer role needs to have those. And I think in the old days, it was sufficient to just have those financial skills and then get your people to do those financial things. That's not the role of the business officer anymore. The role of the business officer, if they choose to take this on, some are and some are not, some are still deciding if they're up for this, is to actually say my role is to get in there, and I'll give you an example, with the faculty. You know, if I'm on the cabinet and my chief academics officer is on the cabinet, my job is to go to this chief academic officer and say, listen, we're trying to think about right-sizing the, uh, the programs, the headcount. We've got some big questions on the table about where we're trying to go. You see that we're discussing these among a cabinet. You and I need to be partners in this conversation. That is a different way of thinking about who you are in this work. And part of what's going to allow you to do that is to step back and to redefine what leadership means. You know, mm, redefine, so? well, I think that we often think of ourselves as leaders based on authority as opposed to leadership where our job is to influence change. And I think at the heart of what has to happen more and more these days in an accelerated way and in some critical ways where higher ed is vulnerable is chief business officers need to take responsibility for the changes that they'd like to see happen and actually drive that change, bring the faculty closer by going to them, Notice I didn't say bring them closer by having them come to you, by actually going to them. And, and especially if you're new, it is, it is such a natural thing to sort of think about the first six months as being on a listening tour. And one of the things we're going to talk about is what are some techniques that you can use uh, or ways of thinking about yourself as an influencer to actually get in there more closely to build the kind of trust so that you can have those tough conversations uh, at your institution. You know, I, I really like, I want you to check my logic on this because I really like the way you frame that. It's kind of a new way of, for, of thinking about this for me, that we used to think of, influ of, of, of this as authority and even, I would say, experience and expertise. You know, you would be a leader if you come in with this sort of, you've been handed a mandate or a title or you've been doing it for a long time. But I think what we're seeing is that influence is a unique skill. 
because it often when you're sitting across from uh, uh, the chief academic officer uh, and your whole background experience is finance, um, you have no explicit influence there. Yes. I'm in a conversation right now with the equivalent of the chief academic officer and the chief uh, business officer, right? And the conversation that the business officer initiated is, would you be willing to partner with me and I partner with you to look at the budget process that we are continuously trying to impose upon you and for you to find a way to invite your people, the business officers in each academic area, right, 12 to 15 areas, and to say to them, that central finance group is not our adversary. And, and, and I said to them in the meeting, and they both laughed, I said, very often what happens is if when it comes around budget, the last thing organizational units want to do is reveal what it is they want to do or think about central administration as a partner in this because central administration is still still seen as the no voice. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. And what they want to hear, if you want to build trust, you go to the finance or to the academic side of the house and you say, listen, I know I really don't understand how you're trying to evolve your academic areas. I really want to understand that before I tell you what I think needs to happen. There's a lot I don't understand here. And I think what we do too much of is we go into to a situation as adversaries, not intentionally, trying to convince the other side that we're right and they're wrong. There, I, I had this experience just this week. I'm sitting in a faculty meeting with the chief academic officer who says we're talking about a, the potential of a new program, and the uh, there are maybe 18 people in the room, right? It was a fairly large meeting. He was presenting this, and he said, uh, you know, I just have to tell you, I had a meeting with our, our chief financial officer, and this was the response. And then he picks up a piece of paper, and he says, I had to write it down so that I could report uh, uh, verbatim to you. Quote, I love your enthusiasm, but we have to be realistic. And there was a the the size of the audible ah groan that goes up in the room. So you you think of yourself. This is something you say all the time. Like you think of yourself in rational thought. Of course, I would never say things that, when repeated, would make me sound really <laughs> silly. Uh, but rational thought escapes when you really are dealing with only your level of expertise and experience. When you when yeah. you haven't gone outside of, of yourself a little bit. So, so, so bringing that back to what, what I've seen great business officers do is step back from the identity that got them to where they are today and to say you have a unique opportunity in higher ed to influence the kind of change if you decide you want to enter that conversation. And to enter that conversation, you have to provide a certain kind of leadership. And one of the things that we're going to talk about is what are some of the leadership competencies that you need to bring or really make a difference? Uh, one of them, obviously, is influence. Another one is trusting your instincts. You know, an interesting thing I will say for new business officers is that there's two ways to approach being new. Right? One way is I want to make friends, so I'm not going to cause any ripples, and I'm going to do most of my first six months in listening. If you're not paying close attention, 
you could get eaten alive because the people out there who are attached to the status quo very likely don't want you to disrupt the apple cart. So if you wait six months in a year and do nothing big or don't put anything on the table or stake in the ground, it'll be harder after a year to put that in place. So one of the, one of the key things to do is look for a place you want to make an impact early. Uh, that will, in some cases, uh, not everybody might love it, but it will move the institution in the right direction. And too often I see there's a holding back, and then a year out, they're like, I'm having a hard time making this change. And that's because you set your identity uh, too much in this passive, my job is narrow, as opposed to I've been hired by the president to come in here and facilitate this change. It's an identity question. That's a wonderful question. And these are the kinds of things you're going to be talking about at the uh, new business officers uh, workshop. And yeah, I'd say two others. I'll just give you real quick, just so people are aware of what they are. One is the difference between individual change management and institutional change management. And one of the things we, we, you know, most of us know that this concept of change management applies to the institution. What we don't often pay attention to is what does this mean for us as an individual? And I've got this model that talks about the stages we go through as individuals when it comes to a big or a small change. And as a leader, what you have to do to help your people get through that change. That's a really important thing, especially if you're new. Uh, and I think this will be a very receptive group in that way. And the third one that It'll be a topic uh, that I think goes a long way, especially if your institution has got some uh, challenging situations in front or even great opportunities, is how do you create urgency? How do you create a sense of that we have to make this change now? Because in higher ed, there is too much still we really don't have to change. There's too many people still around us that keep reminding us, you know what, we're fine. And we've always had these problems. And this is no different than it ever was. So creating urgency is something that we have to find a way to do a better job of. And we're going to talk more about that. Outstanding. The, the uh, conference is uh, it takes place at the Sheraton Seattle Hotel. It is a pre-conference workshop uh, for Nakubo. It takes place Saturday, July 19th. And Howard's session, just so you can really get excited about it, is at 1015, from 1015 to 1145 in the Metropolitan Ballroom. And, and, you know, for me, this is my first time, a privilege to be part of this, and I know from talking to previous people, the the other events that are happening that day are going to give these new business officers a a really good overview of of the different issues they are facing today. So so it's just, it's great that I'm going to get to be part of this. Wonderful. Uh, It it looks like it's going to be a great event. So, uh, thank you everybody i believe that's all we have for the people this week yes no other announcements for the people well, Howard? no no other announcements except that you know we're gonna be in seattle so they have to come because it's gonna be raining right pete i mean you're pretty close to this yeah, it's raining all the time yeah un- unfortunately you j- this is a really good time to go to seattle so this is where you'll go and think that all seattleites are liars because it'll probably be gorgeous but realize uh, there are only four good days in seattle and you'll be there for those days 
Okay, excellent. All right. Hey, good talk. Uh, if you want to find out more about this show, you can head over to tybalink.com and uh, listen to the episodes right there on the podcast. You can subscribe to us for free on iTunes or Stitcher Smart Radio or your favorite podcatcher of choice. We encourage you to do so so you don't miss a single episode of uh, Howard Tybel's Wisdom every week. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week on Navigating Change, the podcast from Tybalink. Thank you.